Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what Buddhist philosophy talks about and points to when we're stuck in situations where there seemingly isn't any out, any solution, anything to do. I thought this was a particularly poignant and important story to touch upon, especially during the holiday season, because while on the surface, this is a time where we celebrate and we rejoice and we're so happy about all of our accomplishments and how the year has gone. It's also a time where we are the most aware of all of our shortcomings, all of the things that have gone wrong and the things that could go wrong in the new year. Because let's face it, no year is without its downfalls and no year is without its pain. So I thought this is an excellent time to talk about what to do and what Buddhist philosophy advises us to do when we're in a situation where there isn't any out. And I like to talk about this, especially because we live in a society where the solution is always to do something. Get up and do it. Take care of it. Make something happen. I think there's so much pressure on all of us to always be doing something in order to make our life better. But to be honest, when is doing something, first of all, something that is easy to figure out? I think for people who are always pushing others to do something, well, they forget that doing has to come from thinking. And thinking is not something that should be done in two seconds. In fact, you should think deeply about your actions, about your choices, about your life, because otherwise you're going to be living an unexamined life. And in Buddhism, this is very much where practices like meditation, like reciting sutras and chanting, as well as reading the stories of the Buddha, as well as scripture really come in. All of these instruments of Dharma are designed to make us think and slow down in our lives instead of speeding up. And one of the things that comes to mind, um, in a lot of Buddhist countries, when you go to temples, there's this mural that you see of samsara, and it's of this little child. So you have five different panels, and in one you see a little chubby-cheeked child just crawling on the floor. In the second panel, you see a little toddler. It's the same child, but a little bit more grown up. In the third, this toddler is now a young person, um, a teenager. And then they become an adult. And then they become an old man. And then the cycle repeats. And I think with this panel, this cycle of life, as they like to say, is really trying to demonstrate that no matter what, our lives will move forward action will be taken. Things are going to change within us, around us, 
with the people that we love, with the things that we love, no matter what we do. This is just the nature of life. But to simply go with the flow and never examine what it is that is happening in our life, that is the biggest mistake anyone can make. So, and like, I don't like to say things like mistake because I believe that in every wrong decision, there is a lesson to be learned. There is something to be gleaned there that can make your next day or your next year or the rest of your life better. But in this, what I'm trying to say is while a lot of the advice that we may get from friends and family, well-intentioned friends and family, or movies or media, may be to push us to take action, to do more, to just always do without thinking, I believe that Buddhist philosophy really tells us to slow down, take a breath, breathe, and then think about things deeply before proceeding. And the story that I've picked out today really has to do with situations like that, where you feel suffocated, where you feel like you really want to get something done, you want to do something, anything, but there is nothing to be done. And it may sound depressing, but this is where stories like this can really give us a new perspective on situations like this. Because I would say in popular media, and maybe I'm rambling a little bit here, but bear with me. In popular media, and in a lot of the stories we hear, when the hero is faced with a giant and they have nowhere to go, the only solution is to fight harder. And then in that moment of zeal and passion, they win the fight and everything is good in life again. But in life, there are situations where you can't fight harder, where you can't escape the problem. The problem is around you. And fight as you may, you can run away from it, you can fight it, you can be unhappy about it, you commiserate about it, but the problem will not go away. And it's in situations like this where we especially need to stop, to slow down, to remember that we are also people too. And no matter what problems we're facing in life, we can always choose to treat ourselves with kindness and even treat the problem with as much kindness and care as possible, rather than just trying to rough and just boulder our our way through everything. So this story comes from one of Ajahn Brahm's books called Who Ordered the Truckload of Dung? It is a funny title. I highly recommend the book. It is a collection of all sorts of stories from both Ajahn Brahm and people that he knew and who told him these stories that he put into the book. So this one comes from a fellow colleague from back when he was a school teacher. This colleague, as a young man, had served in the British Army. And one day, as part of his troop, small troop, they found themselves surrounded by the enemy in the Burmese jungle. This person, obviously very panicked because he thought, hey, this is the day I'm going to die. There's no way we're going to get out of this. We are severely outnumbered and we are surrounded on all sides. This man, very panicked, goes to his captain and says, we're done for. They're everywhere. They haven't spotted us yet. They're going to. There's nothing that can be done. What should we do? 
And there was the question. This captain had a whole troop of men, small, but afraid, and probably trembling at that point. Um, and it was up to him of whether they charge into victory and die trying, um, or they chose to do something else. And so the captain said, you know what? This is a perfect time to have a cup of tea. Everyone must now have a cup of tea. And to the young man who heard this order, he thought, that's crazy. We're about to die. Obviously, the manly thing would be to organize or rally some sort of battle for one last hurrah. To have a cup of tea, that's crazy. Like, what? how is that going to help us? This is, this is war. But because you're in the army and you have to follow orders, everyone did indeed have a cup of tea. And after having that cup of tea and letting some moments pass where they quietly hid and stayed hidden in the jungle, it turns out that something had changed and shifted. The enemy was no longer around them and there was an opening for them to escape. And the captain then led his men to safety and they did not end up as prisoners of war, which was probably the worst result. So the, at the end of the story, Ajahn Brahm writes that even though it may seem obvious, if there is nothing to be done, sometimes you just have to do nothing. And as very empty and not very useful advice that may sound, by doing nothing, you're actually doing quite a lot. You're conserving your energy. You're listening and observing for all the details of the situation around you. And you're also giving yourself time to just feel better. And at least in my life, feeling better, feeling confident, feeling calm, about life has never served as a deterrent for good decisions as well as good outcomes. So by giving yourself a moment to breathe, having a cup of tea or whatever it is that calms you down and puts you in a better mindset, you're giving yourself a little bit of time to wait until a true solution or outcome presents itself. And for many of us, Unlike this story, that could be years, that could be decades. For some of us, it could be seconds. But I think the point of the story is this. Right now, if you're struggling through a lot and you just wish there was something that could be done, but you don't know what is there to be done, and you're struggling to find that answer and it's agonizing you, perhaps the best thing to do it's just is to just give yourself the license to slow down, have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is that you like to have, and just give yourself a moment of rest, of peace, of silence. As much as obviously, you know, this story is an unusual one and a unique one, which is why I particularly like it, there are many instances of this in Buddhist philosophy, where after so much work and exhaustion and fatigue and stress, a character in a story takes a pause, breathes, and reflects upon the situation, 
and only then is finally able to see the right path forward. And I think for many of us struggling with situations where there just doesn't seem to be any positive outcome, any positive resolution, this could be a difficult family member. This could be a difficult life situation made by decisions of a past you, but in conflict with the decisions of a present you. This could be people that we love that refuse to be with us. This could be so many different situations, but whatever is causing you pain, if you don't see a clear, peaceful, and good resolution forward, the best thing that you can do, that can save you, that can help you, might just be to take a moment of rest and allow yourself a little bit of peace and tranquility until the right solution presents itself. Again, so many of us, and myself included, hear the opposite of this advice. But I think Buddhist philosophy often tells us to slow down and to take a breath for a reason. Because when we do that, we're allowing ourselves to feel better about situations and thus look at situations more compassionately for ourselves, the people around us, for anyone who is involved. And that is always the best outcome, the most compassionate solution for everyone, including yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know I took a long break and I think the reason is because I had a situation that was not so great that I needed to put an end to and then take a breath and rest, just like the story advises. And now I feel I can come back and talk and explain and connect with you on Buddhist philosophy, which is always a delight. Thank you again for tuning into today's podcast. Hopefully we will have many more episodes in the last few weeks of 2021 and in 2022 as well. Have an amazing rest of your week. Until our next episode, stay safe.